Today's show is about quitters. Sam Bankman-Fried, well, he apparently wants to quit, maybe. Amber Heard, quitter. Are the police in Idaho quitters? I doubt it, but they're not making much progress. A Colorado Springs man, quitter. Our dumb criminal of the day, quitter. Let's talk about it. This is Crime Talk, and my name is Scott Reich. Thanks for watching. You know the drill. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Hit that little bell so you receive notifications when we go live or put up new content. And remember, you can listen to any of our Crime Talk shows on any of your favorite podcasting apps. Just simply search Crime Talk. All right. Before we get to the docket, that's right, we need to support the people that help support Crime Talk. And today, it's Crime Talk Search. Go to crimetalksearch.com, get yourself a background subscription service. Why, you may say? Because there's sketchy people out there in the world, ladies and gentlemen, and you need to check them out. If somebody doesn't give you that warm, fuzzy feeling, you go to your background subscription service, type in their name. Literally, while you wait, you're going to get information back. You're going to get information back as to whether they have a criminal history. Are they on one of those public registries? You know what I'm talking about. Are they married, divorced? Do they have a bunch of property or nothing at all? Are there civil judgments against them? Things you may want to know. Maybe it explains their sketchiness, or maybe it shows that they're just a good con man, so to speak. Go to crimetalksearch.com, find out. You'll be happy you did. All right, let's go ahead and open the docket for December 19th, 2022. All right, as he likes to be known, Sam Bankman-Fried likes to be known as FBF. He faces eight charges, including allegedly conning investors out of, you know, a paltry $1.8 billion by diverting cash to his private crypto hedge fund called Alameda Research, that just coincidentally happened to be run by his ex-girlfriend, Caroline Ellison. Well, some of the charges that he's got include wire fraud, uh, conspiracy, conspiracy to commit money laundering, and each of the charges carries up to a hundred, each of the charges carry up to 20 years in prison, but those can all be stacked consecutively, which means he's probably closer to about 120 years in prison. And when you go to federal prison, you serve 85% of that sentence before you are eligible for parole. Now, as we talked about last week, old Sam Bankman-Fried has been held in the maximum security section sick bay of the Fox Hill Penitentiary there in the Bahamas. Now, normally, apparently at this facility, inmates have to wake about two weeks for assessments before they're moved to the general population. You know, make sure they acclimate to the uh, environment that they're in, make sure they're not going to harm themselves. They usually have to take a test to make sure they follow all the rules. That's right. You have to take a test to get the general population to show that you uh, know uh, the rules to follow. So during a court hearing last week, when he was arrested, uh, he asked to be released on bond, even though there was an indictment from the United States. The United States wants to extradite old SBF. And he asked to be released because, you know, he's got um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. He's going to need his medications. And oh, by the way, he's a vegan. So therefore, his dietary restrictions simply are just not going to be possible while he's in custody. Well, needless to say, the judge said, I don't think so. And I said last week, well, SBF wants to fight extradition. Well, he may change his mind after spending a few days in the 
prison there in the Bahamas that uh, has been found by some people to be inhumane. So what happened? Word came out over the weekend that old SBF said, you know what? Had enough of here of the Bahamas. Let's go to the United States and get the ball rolling there. Well, what happened in court today? Well, apparently his local counsel, the attorney there in the Bahamas, had no idea, even though it was on every newspaper and headline um, basically across the United States that he was going to come to the uh, United States. The court added it on the docket and his local counsel had no idea and needed to confer with his counterpart in New York, who's going to be representing Sam Bankman Freed on those charges there. And then they could talk. Well, needless to say, nothing got done. But apparently there was a big old fancy jet waiting, courtesy of the United States Marshals, to take old SBF back to the United States. Now, my guess is old SBF thinks that he is going to somehow get to the United States. Everyone's going to vouch for him to be a good guy, a great guy. He's a great guy. And guess what? He thinks he's going to go home. He's going to get a bond. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen because he still has resources and uh, the chances are now it's for real. I think this guy seriously didn't think that he was going to be charged because he just said he didn't know and that he was so aloof worrying about the bigger picture and then focusing on marketing and things like that that he just wasn't sure where all the money went. Yeah, that's not going to cut it. So he's still in custody and the United States still wants him back. I don't think he's going to get released. And if he does get sent back to the United States, he's going to be held at the same facility where old Ghislaine Maxwell was held. And oh, yeah, that guy named Jeff. Just make sure all the cameras are working all of the time, you know, because apparently they go off occasionally and you never know what's going to happen when that's off. The cameras go off. You just you just never know. So we will have to wait and see. But. As someone who's represented several people over the years that have stolen large sums of money uh, from people, uh, his behavior is classic, classic white collar criminal. First, I'm sorry, I had no idea. This is a big mistake. I can get the money back. It's all going to be okay. And then the games begin. Oh, I want to go back to the United States. Oh, I don't want to go back to the United States. Oh, I'm telling you, from a professional aspect, uh, there's two of the most manipulative type of uh, criminal defendants out there, uh, white collar criminals and um, oftentimes sex offenders. They are a a very close second. That just tells you uh, the true con men, like the SBFs of the world. His name is going to go down with Ponzi, Madoff. Yeah, not good for him for sure. And in some other Sam Bankman freed uh, news, his girlfriend, is apparently allegedly cooperating with officials to, you know, kind of spin her narrative that uh, she was recruited and, um, you know, just didn't know, was just probably following old SBF's advice, his direction. And that is Caroline Ellison. She's 28 and she was the CEO of Almeida Research. Like I said, it was a company founded by Sam Bankman-Fried, which is accused of gambling with FTX clients' money on risky trades. And he managed to lose well, you know, his $16 billion personal wealth literally overnight. Certainly some of it had to do with Miss Ellison indeed. She's going to be charged. Her way of getting on board is 
getting in early, getting a proffer agreement, and cooperating with the government to reduce any sentence that she is going to get. Bottom line, what have I said on this show many times, ladies and gentlemen? It's always about the money. And clearly, that's all it was. They were trying to get as much as they could, as quickly as they can, for doing a little amount of work as possible. And what's the other one that we always say? That's right, the threat of imminent incarceration tends to break the bonds of loyalty. Everyone within that little SBF little circle, guess what? They are all going to be lawyering up and they are going to be rolling on Sam Bankman-Fried, the true mastermind of this alleged theft and fraud. We shall wait and see. Keeping with the theme of the day, that's right, he's a quitter. He quit. He thought he was going to go to the United States, extradite himself, you know, waive extradition and go back. No, he quit. He quit. He's a quitter. Even Ellison, the girlfriend, quitter, didn't even fight, just quit. Anyway, we'll see how things come out here in the next couple of days. Somehow I think the United States is going to look like the freaking Ritz-Carlton compared to a Bahamian jail. Next, let's talk about another quitter, Amber Heard. Remember her? That's right, ex-spouse to Johnny Depp. Well, apparently they have finally settled their defamation claims against each other, putting an end to the most bitter divorce in modern times. Well, there's always been more bitter, but at least one that's in public. Anyway, the pair's lawyers have apparently uh, come up with a deal which would see Heard's insurance company pay Depp $1 million. Now, apparently this is an important victory for the actress as there are no restrictions about what she can talk about in regards to the case, and she has accepted no guilt. Basically saying I'm not admitting fault, but I'll pay you a million dollars for my insurance company who paid for my defense. Sure, pay it. Let's get this over, the, over with. So obviously the two of these, these two have been in this legal battle on both sides of the Atlantic over the last six years after Heard alleged that uh, she was a victim of domestic violence during their 15-month marriage. A court in London found in her favor, but a second case in Fairfax, Virginia came out on Depp's side. Now, the actress was ordered to pay $10 million in compensatory damages and $5 million later reduced to $365,000 in punitive damages following a six-week trial in which Depp uh, was told to give her $2 million by the same courtroom after her countersued for defamation as, a, as to what defamation defamatory statements that Depp's attorney actually made against Ms. Heard. So the two sides clearly want to get this behind them, and a deal was finally cut over the weekend with both parties agreeing to put the uh, a joint statement out. Amber is now looking forward to moving on with her life as she planned to do so six years ago. She wants to put this unfortunate episode behind her and turn to what she loves in life, her career, her family, and her causes. Now, in this statement uh, posted on Instagram, Ms. Heard said that uh, my life as I knew it was destroyed by the court case. She added she had all faith in getting justice in the American legal system, comparing it to treatment in the UK courts, and claimed that her former husband had won in the Virginia courtroom because of a vote for popularity and power over reason and due process. Having already sold her LA home to help fund the legal action, she didn't want to risk losing even more. This settlement means her home insurance company will take on the payment to Johnny Depp in $1 million. She says that she makes this decision having lost faith 
in the American legal system where my unprotected testimony served as entertainment and social media fodder. She goes on to say that time is precious and she wants to spend her time productively and purposely. For too many years, I have been caged in an arduous and expensive legal process, which has shown itself unable to protect me and my right to free speech. I cannot afford to risk an impossible bill, one that is not just financial, but also psychological, physical, and emotional. Women shouldn't have to face abuse or bankruptcy for speaking her truth, but unfortunately, it is not uncommon. In settling this case, I am choosing the freedom to dedicate my time to work that helped me heal after my divorce, work that exists in realms in which I feel seen, heard, and believed, and which I know can affect change. I will not be threatened, disheartened, or dissuaded by what happened from speaking the truth. No one can and no one will take that from me. My voice forever remains the most valuable asset I have. Well, I'm good to think she has a voice because let's face it, she has no career left for sure. But either way, it is what it is. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard saga is done. The only question is how long will it take for another defamation suit to come to light after she gets out there speaking her truth. Somehow, I don't think the insurance company will be picking up the tab on the next case. My advice, be very careful, Amber Heard. Even though I think you were going to win on appeal, it's just simply for the fact that he's a public figure and you can say just about anything you want on public figures. Yeah, I think you would have won. And I think that's why they settled for the one million bucks. Just saying. How about another quitter? Colorado police are investigating a murder after a man caught trying to break into the Colorado Springs Police Department station uh, Sunday morning because he wanted to surrender. A quitter. Carlos Trejo was arrested after he allegedly tried to break into a police substation shortly before 1.30 a.m. He reportedly told police that he had shot and killed his roommate and wanted to turn himself in. Needless to say, the officers then had to go to work. They responded to Trejo's uh, nearby apartment. And guess what? found his dead roommate inside. Police said that uh, Mr. Trejo has been charged with second-degree murder. The roommate's identity has not been released, and uh, police released no other information about the incident. Now, are the police in Idaho quitters? I don't think so. They just aren't very good at solving cases. A new clue has surfaced in the murders of four Idaho college students. Two of the victims were seemingly caught on video discussing a person named Adam just hours before they were slaughtered. The surveillance video from a Facebook group of amateur sleuths released a screen grab and audio of this video on Saturday. And apparently shows Kayla Gonsalves and Maddie Mogan walking with a mysterious guy in downtown Moscow, Idaho. The women in what appears to be the same clothes they were seen wearing at a previous video at a food truck hours before the murders on November 13th. The man seems to be dressed in the same attire as someone observed in the food truck video and later cleared by police as a suspect. Now, in the clip, a voice believed to be that of Goncalves asked Maddie, what did you say to Adam? The second woman responds, like I told Adam everything. It's not clear who Adam is or if police have questioned him. 
and whether they consider him a suspect. But the Facebook group, which is devoted to solving the baffling homicide case, says they submitted the evidence to the investigators. Nice work. The father of Ms. Gonsalves um, said that the new name mentioned in the freshly released surveillance video showing his daughter talking to another victim is not a suspect in the crime. We asked and did the obvious due diligence, and we looked into that, and it was pretty clear that this individual was not part of the investigation as far as being a suspect. That's according to Steve Gonsalve. So although he may have information, I'm sure he's been talked to by police, you never know. You got to check it all out. But um, apparently dad said they've already done that, and he is not a suspect. And we talked about this last week, but there's also some body cam footage that emerged last week showing the police um, stopping three suspects of underage drinking near the crime scene about the time of the murders. And in the video, you can hear what some believe to be a scream in the background. Others say it sounds more like screeching tires. You can listen to it. You decide. Uh, there's also audio of the scream at 312, the morning of the murders. And a screen picked up on a police mic. The cop was responding to the nearby unrelated incidents. Detectives are continuing to search for the 2011 through 2013 white Hyundai Elantra, which police have said they believe was in the immediate area of the student's residence during the early morning hours of November 13th. And police have said that the person or people inside of the vehicle may have critical information to share regarding this case. May which means they have no idea. But at least we know they're not quitters, okay? They're keeping up. They are continuing to investigate. And then finally, our dumb criminal of the day. Meet Troy Lee Bellamy. Now, on December 14th, an employee of a company called Legacy Contracting Solutions reported that a burglary uh, had taken place to the police. The supervisor told the police that someone had broke into four of the company's vehicles, all had window damage and property missing from inside. An iPad was among the missing items, as well as a drill, a grinder, a wrench, and some other construction tools. Police tracked the iPad that was stolen to a shed about a mile away from the business. Police found several stolen items in the shed and the iPad in a recycling bin nearby. I guess they quit on trying to use the iPad. They gave up. Gonna sell for scrap, quitter. Anyway, the authorities arrested 62-year-old Troy Lee Bellamy on four counts of burglary, grand theft, and criminal mischief. Dumb criminal of the day. Congratulations, sir. You quit, and you guess you can still get an award. It's kind of like a participation trophy. Maybe you can be the dumb criminal of the day. All right, thanks for watching. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow on Crime Talk.